Let me be the first to tell you that quitting sucks. It absolutely positively sucks. It is easier to keep drinking. It really is. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is you just got to continue your normal routine. That's it. That's easy, right? I mean, you might uh, destroy your liver in the process. You might die early. You might uh, end up in jail. Uh, Who knows what might end up happening? But that's, I mean, that's easy. Quitting is not easy. It is the opposite. It is hard. I think that's that's the one thing that I, I don't know gets gets enough press, if you will, so to speak, quote unquote, press. You know, they always talk about you know you need the support and all these kind of things, and and no one ever really says that it sucks. It's it, it it's a lot like parenthood. You know, it, it, it's something that that is great. You get a lot of fulfillment out of it, but there there's times every single day to where you want to ship your kids off to the circus because they are a pain in your butt. And quitting booze is basically the same thing. Every single day, it will smack you in the face at some point during the day. And you got to figure out how to, how to push through that, basically. I mean, at the end of the day, that's all it is. There's no magic pill. There's no magic words, uh, no magic program that will take that away and make it easy. Uh, it's not. It's it's one of those things you spend years and years and years and years getting to the point of being uh, wholly addicted to alcohol. And then one day you decide, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. And then your body revolts. How you get to that point, though, it's, that's, that's a journey, I think, for, for everyone, really. Uh, for some folks, it's um, you hit rock bottom, right? You, you wake up in a ditch somewhere, you wake up at a hospital, in a jail cell, your wife's leaving you, your kids hate you, whatever it is. How you get to, how you get to quitting, it, it depends. For some people, it's, it's very much a conscious choice that they you know, step towards. And for other people, it's something that is thrust upon them, that they kind of hit the point of, uh, they hit rock bottom, if you will. You know, they wake up in a ditch, they wake up in a pool of their own vomit. Uh, or in jail, or in a hospital, uh, or the wife's leaving them, kids hate them, who knows what. And it's, you either need to quit drinking, or you're, you know, this terrible thing's going to happen to you. And for some people, that's not even motivation enough. If you're one of those people, I, you have my deepest, uh, deepest sympathies. And that's not, that's not a judgment thing at all. It, 10 years ago, I would have judged that this not out of you. But then with, with the power of, uh, of life and time and all that kind of stuff, you realize that it's not really necessarily a choice for a lot of people. I, I've experienced it myself to where there's, there's a part of your brain that wants and needs the alcohol, and it is the most conniving, uh, deceitful little bastard you could ever think of. Uh, and it is relentless. Uh, it, it will sit there and constantly, constantly harass you for, for more drinks. There are certain things that it is just overwhelmingly powerful. You know, it, it's too powerful. You, the, the, the sane part of your brain uh, isn't, isn't strong enough, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, 
we're all we're all just a bag of uh you know we're all but a bunch of meat bags that with electricity flowing around and and all that kind of stuff trying to get through the world and uh it's not easy that's for sure for other folks uh such as my such such as myself uh i mean i i battle with alcohol nicotine uh those are my two big ones thankfully i never fell into gambling um and i it's it's one of those things that i i think as i as i got older i was just lucky like around the age of 21 i didn't have anyone in my life that was gambling and so it just wasn't a part of what I was doing then. And by the time I started saying, hey, you know, let's go to the casino or let's do this, I was old enough to realize like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to fall into I don't want to fall into that addiction. So I'm just going to I'm going to avoid it best I can. Um, and outside of buying a couple Powerball tickets a year, I God, I can't remember the last time I've been to a casino. George Bush might have been president, maybe. I don't know. So, I, I mean, whatever, whatever brings you to the point to where you finally say, I have to quit booze, uh, welcome. It, it's the beginning of, it's just, it's a new, it's a new journey in life, right? It's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. Because on, on one hand, you're, you're saying, all right, oh, I'm going to be free of booze. All this great stuff's going to happen. I'm going to be able to think. I'm going to be able to sleep. I'm going to have extra money. But then on the other hand, you know, that, that desire for, uh, for the alcohol is going to be there quite possibly for the rest of your life. And that is terrifying. I, I remember when I, when I made the decision to, uh, to kick it, it took me a good, well, I mean, I, God, um, I knew probably two years prior that I needed to. And so I tried then and I lasted about a week. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I don't need to quit. I can, I can moderate. I can cut back. Uh, and, and so I walked through that, and I spent two years trying to get down to drinking half as much as before. And I, you know, for, for the most part, I, I believe I did. I got pretty close, um, which is scary because I was still, you know, before I quit, I was still around like 30, 35 beers a week. Or I should say drinks because beer and, and um, oh, delicious Crown Royal. Oh, I miss you so. And you know, I I think it's okay to 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 miss it. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's unhealthy because because I I liken I liken booze to to a person that while you're hanging out, it feels like they're your best friend, but they are slowly and surely manipulating you away from all of your actual friends, and it's a rather abusive relationship, uh, physically, mentally, all of that, to where. You think that the booze is your friend, and you know, you have you have some fun times with them, and sure, you know you get into trouble every once in a while, but you know what? That's just that's just part of the you know booze's quirky side, you know quirky uh, uh, personality. You know they just they're just a troublemaker. That's all it is. You just you don't realize the toll it's taken on you until one day you wake up with a massive massive gut and you're overweight and and you haven't slept good in years. Uh, so your body doesn't even know what it's like to sleep good and your body has a hard time falling asleep without it and all those kind of things. And I guess that's, that's the side of it that you have to remind yourself. It's, it's not fun and games, especially if, if you can't, if you can't, or just have a hard time controlling how much you drink at once. It's not like you can, 
you know, go have one and that, and that is satisfying. I, I, for, for myself, it, one is, uh, it is never satisfying. Hell, six, seven beers is never satisfying. You always want more and more and more and more. It's how I imagine uh, some rich people are with money to where, you know, they have $10 billion uh, of net worth, but that's not enough. They need to have 11. They need to have 20. They need to have more, 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 more. Or even, you know, middle class, like, oh, I'm making six figures now. Now I need to get over 200,000. I need to get 300. I need a bigger house. I need a bigger car. I need this. I need that. It's constantly searching to fill that, fill some sort of hole in your life. And I, I mean, obviously there's there's no good answer for what could fill that hole. It's just a matter of, of adjusting your life. I mean, think about it. You don't wake up one day and decide, I'm going to be an alcoholic. I'm, my life is going to revolve around alcohol. I'm going to drink six, seven, eight beers a day. And, and so to, to expect something that is a decades-long process to immediately reverse itself overnight is it, it, it's it's not fair it's not realistic and it's just it's it's a constant battle like i said for for, for myself it was it was a slow as a process of realization to where okay I, I i need to quit i need to cut back i need to to do this that and the other thing and then i fought through it for a couple of years um and then i was I've been chasing the, the mental health demons for, oh God, better part of a decade now uh, with between depression and anxiety and uh, various other things, therapy, all these kind of things. Uh, and then eventually I, I stumbled upon uh, ADHD and I shouldn't really say stumbled upon, but that makes it sound like it's a, it, it's an artifact that Indiana Jones chases. No, I had a couple, I had a couple kids, you know, with them ADHD and then you start looking at the symptoms and you're like oh hey yep 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 you kind of go down the list so then I started chasing chasing that found a couple I guess you could say support groups for that and and just everything clicked I'm like oh this is great so I go to doctor and I say hey doctor can I get evaluated for ADHD and they said sure yeah no absolutely and so we go through the test or whatever like you know that's that's fine um but you're drinking You, you need to cut back on the drinking and I was like oh you know my my drinking's not that bad and after doing that uh, three times, the fourth time was finally like, oh, okay, all right, I've gotten you know, a second, a third, a fourth opinion here. Everyone's kind of pointing to the same thing, and that is drinking, which uh, when you drink a lot, it has the same side effects, if you will, or the same effects on your body that ADHD does, you know, a lack of concentration, lack of, mo- uh, not, not necessarily motivation, but just difficulties in completing tasks and falling asleep, waking up, all those kind of things. And, and, and that's kind of what led me to finally realizing like, Hey, I need to, I need to kick this out of my life entirely. I can't control it. I can't, uh, you know, I can't just have one. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't. So, so prior to quitting, I, I started tracking my drinking. Um, and on days I wouldn't drink and I'd kind of give myself a star on the calendar and even if I just had one drink, I would count that as a sober day and give myself a star because only having one is harder than not drinking at all. Once you get it in there, you get like three-fourths of the way through the beer and you're like, oh, that didn't last very long. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have one more. I'll have one more. And then you get through that one. You're like, oh, God, it's only been like 15 minutes. And, and you know what? And I, I can have another one. I, I bought a six-pack. So if I have a third one, that's how I can have half tonight and half and you know tomorrow night or whatever. And the next thing you know, all the entire six-pack is gone. 
and then you still want more beer. And that's the, I, I think that's, that's the part that people who are not addicted, that's the part that they don't understand that it's, it's not a matter of, oh, you know, I, I had my one or my two or I got a little buzz going, so I'm good. It's even when you are drunk and you hate how drunk you are in that, in that spot to where you're like, oh, God damn it, why did I drink so much, son of a bitch? Well, you know, God, let me let, let me just have one more, and then I'll go to bed. You know, that's that that's what I'll do. You know, maybe maybe we'll do that, and and everything will be fine. No, you know, and if nothing else than that, I get get rid of more. So that way, tomorrow night, I I don't have this sitting around, and and it'll be better. And then tomorrow night comes around, and you go to the store, and you get another six pack to, on top of whatever you have left. It goes back to that that part of your brain that is uh, vicious and manipulative in its in its pursuit of alcohol. Or I guess when you break it down, you know, it's pursuit of serotonin. Um, but uh, but however you get to that point, and, and obviously I, I can speak much more easily to um, kind of the slow realization uh, that you need that you need to quit as opposed to you know hitting rock bottom. Uh, thankfully, I've I've never had any sort of major negative consequences from drinking. Uh, you know, nothing like a DUI or hospitalization or anything like that. It, uh, uh, and, and to the folks that, that have had that, I can't imagine the, 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 the pain that you go through, uh, knowing that you hit that level, but you know what, the fact that you're able to, to realize that you hit that level and that you need to respond and you need to better yourself, that is an incredibly powerful and strong, uh, point of your life to where you you are finally taking back control and it, and it's 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 a battle i mean you can look at you can look at history and and battles to where you know kings are are fighting for their crowns or you know back in the roman times to where emperors would march their armies and you got to got to seize the day if you will or you know seize the the throne anything worthwhile is is rarely easy uh, I'll put it that way. And and that's that's where we all are. We're we're to the point to where we are tired of this dictator known as booze. We'll we'll call him dictator booze. Eh, I don't like that. I'll have to, I'll have to work on a name on on a name for our enemy. Getting rid of them is uh it's going to be a long hard process. It's going to be a lot of fights. We may have setbacks. Um we may have days that we're not proud of. And that's okay. Uh, you know what? And anyone and everyone who has ever lived, no matter what, you know, whether they're they're addicted to alcohol or addicted to opiates or uh, addicted to nothing at all, uh, they have days that that are high watermarks for them and days that are low watermarks for them. And once you realize it's it's not because there's something defective inside of you, that it's just part of the human condition. We don't have to make sure, you know, if you have, if you have a, a, a hiccup in the road or, you know, let's say you have a day, you know, you're on a streak and you drink and that day doesn't have to redefine you. The alcohol doesn't have to take over your life again. You can say, you know what? We had this one day, we had this one moment to where uh, I made choices that weren't the best. But for today, I will not drink. For today, I will, I will fight back. You know, I won't give in. I won't go quietly into the night. 
you know, from that uh, Independence Day Bill Pullman speech. Just being able to to accept that that you know we're we're humans, and we're gonna make mistakes, and we're gonna fight through them. Uh, at least for myself, it, it it gives me a whole lot of whole lot of strength to be able to draw from. Um. So okay. So 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 you've hit your point to where you say, I want to be done. If if it's a point to where you absolutely positively need to quit today. Uh, I would recommend getting into some sort of urgent care, get get in front of a doctor somewhere, anywhere to let them know what's going on. And also a, a, a close family member or friend or something like that, someone who's who can keep up on you for the next few days. Because uh, the next week or so is going to be uh, a critical time, not only in terms of setting setting yourself up for success and quitting, but also in terms of health issues. Because uh, quitting booze is uh, potentially life you know it, it's life-threatening uh, when, when you cut something off like that and and honestly i i use that excuse as a reason why i didn't want to quit for so long it's like oh you know if if i quit uh i i might die so you know what let me just cut back and i'll get to the point to where you know i can just kind of ease into sobriety you know what doctors can help you uh help treat you um you know there's an in what's called intensive outpatient clinics or programs you're going there, you know, three, four hours a day, three, four days a week. Uh, and, you know, they have the power right there to give you whatever prescription you need to give you, make sure they have medicine to monitor you and everything like that. Uh, so that way, when the withdrawal kicks in, it doesn't kick you out of life. Long, I mean, long story short with that, don't let that keep you from quitting. Uh, there, it, there are resources out there medications out there that can help help with that and like i said if if you have someone in your life that uh that can help monitor you over the next few days uh once once you start leave you know once you leave day zero behind you there are options and avenues to help to help keep you safe for that first week first 10 days when you're starting this journey you need to have some sort of support network if you're like a lot of people who have who have turned to the turned to the bottle for so long, uh, that support network may not be you know may not be very obvious. You know, there, there's there's people out there that, that can have an easy time making friends. They have lots of friends around. They have lots of family around. All that kind of stuff to where they could turn to one of them and say, you know, they they, they have this whole big wide option. Uh, but usually with booze. Um, if you've hit if if you hit the point where you're listening to this podcast, that may not be an, an avenue for you. You may not have an extensive network already built in, uh, so you got to go out and find one. And that's where you know Alcoholics Anonymous. You you can love them, you can hate them, or whatever, but that's at least an avenue. And you know that going there, uh, that's what they're all focused on is is kicking alcohol. And you can be spiritual, you can be not spiritual, you can be you know. Democrat, Republican, black, brown, white, gray, purple, whatever. And you know that if you go there, you're going to find uh, find other people who are struggling the same as you are. And it, it may even be a case to where, you know, you check out your first meeting and you don't click with that group. Uh, I'm sure in your area, there's lots of other groups that they go check out. And so there's that. And then also the, I believe it's the federal government has, um, uh, well, it's S-A-M-H-S-A. And 
it its sole purpose again s a m h s a its sole purpose is to kind of connect you in times to where you're wanting to kick an addiction connect you with resources in your area so that way you can you can get the help you need if if aa maybe isn't the right route for you maybe you've tried it before and you're like you know i don't like it you know they'll they'll know other things uh if you're a veteran definitely call your local VA hospital. Uh, They have programs because veterans are, unfortunately, in the world of addiction, a little overrepresented veterans are that uh, it it hits us a little bit harder, which, and, you know, some of that is experiences overseas. For a lot of veterans, joining the military was a a way out of a troubled life that they had at that time. Uh, And so a lot of those demons kind of follow them afterwards. And and if you think uh, drinking and, and alcohol is prevalent in the civilian world, in the military, it's even worse. Um, if you have a primary care doctor, if and can get in, that's a great place to start. So that way, they you know they may have a lot of resources through their hospital network to be able to connect you with. And again, the, the medication route in terms of saying, hey, we have. You know, we have options to be able to help keep you uh, on the sane side of uh, of the next few days that that you're going through once once you hit day zero, and and so don't be afraid to check that out. And even if not, you know, if you need, if there's an urgent care clinic in your area, if there's an emergency room, whatever you need to do, go do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a big issue to quit. Don't be don't be afraid to take that first step to walk through those doors and to say, you know what, hey, I, I need to talk to someone about X, Y, and Z. And who knows, you you may show up at that at that ER, and the person checking you in may say, you know what, you you want to do this, you know, you don't need to be in the ER. Go to this department here, and they'll take care of you. At the end of the day, you need to you need to do whatever you need to do to to be able to get in there. And and who knows, if your drinking has been strong enough, I mean, if you're talking 60, 70 drinks a week, so you're you know. 10, 11, 12 beers, drinks a day. Uh, it may be that they need to admit you and monitor you, um, which if, if you're, you're going to be worried about the cost, that's the first thing that goes in your mind, like how much does this cost, which God, I love the American healthcare system that, you know, you need there, you need to do something critical for your health. So let's think about money, but the, the cost of doing nothing of continuing the drinking will be greater because eventually it will be your life. And if you're really unlucky, it might be your life behind bars. Um, you know, there's there's that saying. You know, there's there's worse things in life than death. And for me, that would be jail. At, at least if if I die, yeah, that would suck. But I wouldn't know it. Right? Boom! It's just lights out. Behind behind bars, I have to I have to live with that for years and years and years, and then realize that you know my life is that is what it is. Stuck in a little room with bars. Whatever you need to do to quit do it i encourage it it's easier said than done i know um hopefully this hopefully hopefully this gives you a little courage to to do what you need to do um leading up to that day if again if you if you have the choice and and i i think um yeah the next few minutes here is is going to be for the folks who who are getting to that point of making a decision if the decision's been made for you uh, you can certainly listen along, uh, maybe even try to reconstruct some of your past. Um, but yeah, keep track of your drinking. So like for, for a month, 
Just no shame behind it, no judgment or anything like that. Just keep track of how many you drink a day. Don't try to don't try to change anything. Don't try to do anything different. Just keep track. I know before all this, I was like, you know, I, I only drink four or five drinks a day, uh, and then that's every day. Um, and then I started tracking, and then I realized, no, it's more like seven or eight, and four or five is a good day. You know, to where maybe I don't start drinking till nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and by eleven o'clock, I'm like, all right, I'm done. And so it, it can be very eye opening. And then, and then that also kind of gives you a game plan to be able to then um, experiment with with sobriety, to where you're like, okay, you know, I'm not going to drink every day. Maybe I'll cut it in half by drinking every other day. To where then, and 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 I think this is this has helped me in my journey to where it's it's okay, and you know. Today, I'm, I'm just going to drink and whatever it is. And then you hit your sober day and you're like, okay, I'm not going to drink today, but I can drink tomorrow, right? So that way you kind of get it into your head like, I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today. And then it becomes habit, becomes part of what you do. Uh, for me, it wasn't that easy. Uh, I, I would be great at that. I would go a couple weeks to where every other day, maybe I would even sneak a second day in there a, a few times. Uh, and then... Uh, I would jump the shark, and next thing I know, I'm drinking two, three, four days in a row again, uh, and then kind of get back into the routine. And, and so that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's not an easy battle. It is not. Um, again, ten years ago, I would have I would have said, you know, I, you just you just got to do it. You just got to get out there, and you just got to do it. Which. Um, the worst, the worst part of that was then when I couldn't just do that, that made me feel defective. Uh, that made it feel like, you know, maybe I just can never do this. And you know what? I, I can. I can do this. It's, it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. And that's, and that's part of, of tracking it, really trying to keep, keep the shame out of it to where if you can see that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to stumble and you can kind of get used to that and accept it. And that makes that makes the kicking it all together maybe just that tiny bit easier. And really, that's what we're looking for is, is those little wins uh, through all of this. So I, I kept track of it for about a month and realized, like, holy buckets, I am drinking a lot more than I thought I was. And so then it was a matter of, okay, I need to have, I need to have hard and fast goals here. Uh, you know, set myself, you know, on that same calendar I was tracking. Uh, I then put my goals, you know, I'm going to drink four this day, zero this day, four this day, zero this day. Probably half the time I didn't hit my goals. Uh, sober days were a little bit easier to hit when you, when you had it black and white like that. But in terms of days, I mean, I, I was drinking, I was, I was at four or five drinks a day. It's just, I was doing that every, you know, I was doing that, but only drinking every other day. So I was still drinking seven or eight beers at a time. Uh, it was just thankfully stretched out a little bit. So I went from drinking 60, you know, 60 drinks a week down to 30 drinks a week. Um, but that was condensed into three or four days in the, in that week span. And of course, you know, there's still those, those weeks to where rather than drinking four days, you're drinking six days. I, I, I think making that conscious effort, it's still good. It's, it's, it's rewiring your brain to say, okay, I need to get some control back over this. Um, I don't know that that will ever be full control, but some control. And again, the, the key thing going through all of this, no matter no matter which which avenue you take, whether you hit rock bottom, whether you hit 
whether, whether you can at least make the decision for yourself to, to quit. Uh, whether you're just, dis- okay, and let me put it this way. Whether you're deciding uh, or if circumstances have decided for you, you need to understand that and, and try to process it. It's not easy, especially especially when, when you kind of get into this cycle to where you remove the shame from it, to where it's not that you're um, that you're broken or defective. That really, it's the insidious nature of alcohol. When you drink it, it releases serotonin in your body, and that's a chemical you need to feel good. And and so it's just a matter of after time. Slowly but surely, it's not like you make the decision to become an alcoholic. At least I'm sure most people don't make that decision to say, wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to become addicted to booze. Fighting against years and years and years of training in your body that alcohol is a good thing. We need to then say, no, it's not really a good thing. And it takes a lot of time for that. Think of of all the political debates and and, uh, shenanigans that, that go on nowadays to where people are yelling and screaming at each other. Uh, now imagine that's inside your brain when it comes to alcohol. Taking a drink is, is one side of the political spectrum, and not drinking is the other side of the political spectrum, and those two are mortal enemies. And they will continue to battle it out for the end, you know, until the end of time. And I guess, I don't know, that's, that's how I look at it in, in, in my brain. And, and, and again, the, the side of your brain that, that wants to drink is, is oh so clever and oh so evil. Yeah, and then of course, you know, when it's when it's your day zero, if you have if you have any booze in your house, get rid of it. Um, if you have a partner that can't that can't quit quit drinking themselves, yeah, there, there, there's lots of different things that you could try. Because I mean, ultimately, if if they're if they're not going to go on the journey with you, you can't let that change your journey. So maybe it's a matter of um, if they can, you know, maybe, maybe there's there's alcohol out there that that you absolutely detest. Tequila is that for me. My my uh, my wife enjoys margaritas, and and she has a much better control on it. Like like she she could pour herself out to pour herself two shots of of booze, uh, and make that last over three drinks, and she would be perfectly happy with that in in a night. Um, so she has control over it. Unfortunately, we both like Crown Royal. That and Corona were my go-to drinks, and and she enjoys Crown Royal as well. Uh, thankfully, she also enjoys margaritas, and I despise tequila, absolutely despise it. So you know what? She's been able to to switch over to that. Actually, and I shouldn't say she enjoys tequila. She enjoys she enjoys margaritas. Uh, so, so throughout all of this, it's been a matter of okay, I need to quit, and I know that you have some control over it. And, uh, and, and so she's, she's taken up drinking margaritas and you know what? It's perfectly fine with me. Cause I look at it and I say, that looks disgusting. So, so, so maybe there's that option in your life. Uh, another option, you know, again, if your partner uh, chooses not to drink or you don't want them to, to, you know, up in their life or what, what, whatever the reason is, if they're going to continue drinking, uh, maybe it's a matter of, you know, they don't. And God, this sounds horrible now that I'm like actually saying it out loud. Um, maybe they don't drink around you, you know, if they can go out with, with, with a friend or, you know, um, maybe it's while you're out of the house. Um, maybe they could lock up their alcohol if it's something that you enjoy. Ideally, they would, you know, at least for the first month or so, they would they would not drink as well. If that's not an option, then then you f- you find some way to make it work. And I think that's the key thing is is finding 
whatever works for you, finding that way and and giving it a tr- and giving it, giving it a shot. You know, no matter if someone sits there and says that's not a healthy way to cope. You know, maybe that's not healthy for them. If it's if it's healthy for you, if it works for you, go for it. Like I said, if if your partner isn't quite ready to take that entire big huge leap into sobriety, uh, that's fine. You know, that's that's they're here to support your journey. They're not here to take the same journey you are. And and you you try and try and make it work. If if the first time if it doesn't work that they're drinking and you're not, uh, then then maybe it's it's something that you need to sit down and and both take that same journey. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to do it for yourself. Um, and getting rid of of whatever booze you have, you know, even pouring it out, that can be um, that can be a powerful thing. Because I I know when I was in the throes of it, God help me, I did I did everything I could to not throw out booze. You know, that would, that would be a crime against me. It would be, it would be, you know, I don't know how many times I'd sit there and say like, oh God, you know, I just need to get it out of the house and then I could take, you know, two, three day break. I only have like a half a bottle left or, you know, I only have like three beers left. So, you know what, tomorrow night I will finish that and then, and then I'll be, then I'll have it out of the house and I'll be good. And then, yeah, then you have those, those three beers, you have that half bottle or whatever. And then you're like, oh, let me just run to the store and, and, you know, I'll, I'll grab another six pack. I'll grab, you know, maybe I'll grab a smaller bottle and it'll be fine. You know, I'll finish that and that'll get me through today and I'll go from there. Then it just kind of keeps, keeps the cycle going to where if you can just say, you know what, I don't need to drink this. I, whatever money I'm pissing away in these three beers in these six beers in these, you know, half bottle or full bottle, even, you know, whatever I'm pissing away by pouring that down the drain it'll more than make up for itself on the backside when you're not buying more. So whatever you have to do within reason, and I say within reason, you know, not acknowledging that you may have a partner that isn't ready to do that, but get rid of it, pour it out, say, I do not like you anymore as you're pouring it out. Ultimately, you know, you can take back a little bit of that power by pouring it out. You know, there's, there's going to be that part of your, that the evil part of your brain, uh, the drunk part of your brain, that will curse you out as you're pouring that out. And if you're a bit of a cheap bastard like I am, the other part of your brain that's the cheap bastard will also yell at you. That's when you just, at least for myself, I was just able to say, you know what, this is what I need to do right now. To the cheap bastard part of my brain, we will save so much money by doing this right now. And to the drunk part of your brain, you just you just got to flip the bird and and kind of go from there. So I don't know to 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 those of you out there who are on your day zero that you to where you're beginning the journey. Godspeed to you. I wish you the best of luck. Know now that it's it's not easy. It isn't, and anyone who tells you that it's easy uh, is lying. Is either lying to you, or they are they're not someone that you want to listen to because they're 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 selling you something. And that's with with all of this if. If it's not a medical professional, do not pay them money. There's so many ways out there to where either you can get medical attention and that that is worth paying for because at least there there's some basis in science that they're helping you with. Uh, or there's so many groups out there that you don't have to pay a dime to and you can at least at least get connected with other people who struggle like we do. One of the, one of the ironic ironic parts of uh 
going through AA, at least in the meetings, uh, as I've kind of started getting into them, is they actually make me crave the alcohol even more as they're sitting there talking about it. Um, recording this has, has actually been incredibly helpful today. I, I had such an intense, to, today was shaping up to not be a good day. And you know what, that's okay. But, but just, just talking about this here and, and kind of going back to the mindset that I was at on my day zero, uh, has been incredibly helpful. Uh, so, and maybe for you, it's, it's, it's recording something like this onto your computer, onto your phone, Maybe it's starting a journal. Maybe it's you know just just doing something to where you can go back to your mindset on your day zero, uh, and whatever that mindset was, whether that is rock bottom, like oh my god, my life is is spiraling out of control, or maybe it's it's going back and saying you know what no I'm gonna and I'm, I'm gonna take back some control of my life, you know whatever it is, you have to find what works for you. Uh, and, and that is uh, the great part of this journey is is there's no black and white rule list that you have to follow. Um, there's resources. There are resources out there to where they have that black and white checklist that, you know, boom, you know, step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. Step three, you do this. That's what AA is. And it, it gives it gives structure to it. It, it is all it really does. You can still take that and you can modify it and ad- adapt it for your life for what works for you. And just know that as you're starting this journey, uh, if you get, you know, whatever day you get to and you slip up, it's okay. Um, it's not the end of the world. You can get back to your day zero. And you can get back to that mindset and kind of kick it off. So until next time, uh, just just know that there are other people out there who are, who are experiencing s- similar things to you, and they have. There are weaker people than you who have who have started this journey and made it successful. So draw strength from that, and know that there are people who are stronger than you who have faltered on that path. For today, I will not drink with you, and until tomorrow, until your day one, uh, know that. You've got a friend here. There's lots of us out there.